If you're not split testing, you're losing money. Find out why on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. It's another beautiful morning on my island. I'm up extra early. Normally, I get up at five to record these podcast episodes, but for some reason, there's always people up making tons of noise. So now I'm up at four. The sun hasn't even risen yet. The bugs are biting me like crazy, but I want to talk to you about split testing, which is a very important technique. Many of us think, oh, my business isn't big enough for split testing to matter. So let me explain to you what split testing is in case you don't know, and we'll go through a couple ways it can help you no matter how small your business is. Split testing is very simply showing two different versions of something to see which is more effective. The simplest idea is you send 100 emails and you send 50 emails to one group of people and 50 different emails to the other group of people and see which one more people read or which one more people click the link in. This tells you which one's more effective. If you send two emails recommending a movie, very simple idea, continuing yesterday's idea about movie recommendations. And in the first email, you really talk about the main character and then you recommend the movie and you say, click this link to see more about the movie. In the second email, you just talk about the plot, the journey. And you say, if you like this journey, click the link and see this movie. And maybe for the first one, 12 people click, and in the second one, 18 people click. Well, then you know that 50% more people are responsive to story rather than character. And you know next week when you send your next email, you recommend a movie and you tell two different ways of talking about the story. In one, you can talk about the hero's journey, and the next one, you can talk about overcoming evil and you see which gets a better response. And this week you have one email gets 18 and the other one gets 22. So your testing is helping to be more and more effective and this is just split testing within emails. The best way to start split testing and an easy way to begin is with blog post titles. There are a lot of tools out there that are called headline optimizers and in fact Thrive Themes has one where I can show two different headlines over and over again for my blog posts and I'll see which one you click on. Whichever one you click on, that becomes eventually the, the permanent blog post, the winner. And after I have a winner, I go, oh, this title is more popular than that title. I can do it again and again and again to get more and more effective. So when you're just starting with a blog, you can start that simple. You don't have to be really complicated. You don't need any expensive software. It can just be, let me write down three titles and see which one my audience likes the most, which one gets the most clicks, the most reads. And you can slowly, automatically improve your blog. As you get more visitors, they'll click the blog post they find more interesting. Those titles, the better titles, will start to get better and better votes. And as people visit your blog later on, when there have been more winners, there have been more champions, you'll get more and more readers. So when you're first starting out, 10% of the people read a blog post, but then it gets to 12%, then it's 20%. So not only is your traffic growing, your conversion or your success numbers are improving. This is really wonderful. This is the simplest way to look at split testing. And it's the easiest place to start. Beyond blog posts, and what most people think about when we talk about split testing is advertising and sales pages. 
In advertising with split testing, you run different versions of ads, and this is absolutely critical. There are tools that are just built around split testing if you're using Facebook. Let's say you're running a Facebook ad campaign, and I run a lot of Facebook ad campaigns, it may even be how you found me. The first thing you can split test is the main headline. So you have a different question. Hey, do you want to become an author? Do you always wish you'd been an author? Struggling to finish that book? Those could be three different headlines I'm testing an ad for people that I know want to be authors, and one of them will get a higher percentage of clicks than the other ones. The second element you can start split testing is the image. We can try different images. One image is a person sitting at their typewriter frustrated. Another image is a person that looks like they've just finished their book. Another picture person is holding their book and they're walking into a bookstore. So you have three different images. One is negative about the frustration, another one's about the positive about the successes. And we can run both those ads and see which one gets more click-throughs and which one gets more sales. We want to design the most effective ad. The classic mistake a new advertiser, someone starting in business makes, we make what we think is the perfect ad, something that everyone should respond to, it looks beautiful, and we run that one ad and we lose money, we can't figure out why. When you have a small budget, we can only afford to spend five or seven dollars a day on ads, it feels like that's all you can do, you gotta go all in on one ad. But in fact, the technology exists now and it's so easy to do with Facebook now, you can run split testing quite easily. You can run multiple versions of every ad and only spend a dollar on each version a day and the software will automatically start to find winners and we'll track our different conversion numbers. The first number we track is how many people click through the ad. So as we're getting more sophisticated, we say, oh, 50% people who see ad one click, 60% ad two, we think ad two is the winner. We wanna go a step beyond that and look at which ad makes more money. More people might click through ad two, but when you look at the numbers, you make $2 per person. So you make $120 from ad two, but $3 per person from ad one, so ad one's actually making you $150. It's actually more profitable. Depending on the metric that matters to you, maybe you just wanna build your mailing list, so all that matters is opt-ins, and so as you get more people on your mailing list, that's all you're tracking. But maybe you're not trying to build your mailing list, maybe you're trying to accomplish something else. You wanna make sure that when you're testing and tracking numbers, you look at your final result. Maybe what you're really looking for is money. For every dollar you spend on ads, you wanna make your money back, so you have to track the money. It's tempting because it's easy to check click-throughs. The easy thing to track is how people click an ad. But we wanna go beyond that so that we can have effective numbers and grow our business effectively. Make sure as you're running your first split tests that what you're testing is important to you. Now the end-all be-all of split testing where it really shines and where most people in direct response marketing are familiar with it is on sales pages. There are certain elements of sales pages and even sales videos that we test all the time to get our best numbers. The first thing that we test is the headline. Even if you have a video, there's a, usually a big headline above the video. And let's say you're in the fitness space. You know it's one of my favorite examples because it's not my space. And the first thing you might say is, wanna lose 20 pounds, find out the secret technique. You may then have a second variation that says, wanna lose 15 pounds, find out the secret technique. And I would not be surprised if you find out that one is far more effective than the other. You'll discover a large percentage of people respond to different numbers. It seems simple, but it might make a difference. Your next email says, tired of people looking at you like you're a pig? And then it's your next headline. It's more aggressive. It really points out a negative and it says, are you tired of this negative? When people make a purchase, they're either moving away from pain or towards a good feeling. In this case, instead of looking at accomplishing a goal, now we're saying, do you want to move away from this bad feeling where people look at you and make you feel bad? And you test that headline and it'll be more or less effective. And what's great with software now is you just write in your three different versions and the software automatically tests and gives you your results. It tells you which one is the most effective headline. You can also do price testing. Most consumers don't know this, but companies don't know about this, but companies do it all the time. 
especially when people have an offer running through the ClickBank platform, which is one of the largest direct response platforms in the world. Sometimes when you see the product, it's $37. The next time it's 47, then 57, 67. Those are usually the standard four prices that people test and they'll run the offer at that price point and see which makes the most money. They say, oh, I sell more at 67, but I make more money at 47. So then they leave the price at $47. Then the next price test will be 47 versus 49.95. This is a critical test that actually a lot of people forget to run because we love things that end in sevens. You'll notice all of my products end in seven. But when you're running enough traffic, when you have enough people seeing the sales page, you can start to test smaller and smaller things. So then you test it at 49.95 and it turns out you make an extra dollar a day if you have it at that price point. That's pretty good. So that's locked in. Then you begin to test other things. In sales videos, the moment the button appears is what a lot of people test. Should the button appear the first time you mention the price? Sometimes the button needs to appear sooner, sometimes later. Sometimes the button should be the whole time. The most common test is you start off with your button and it appears the moment you say the price in the video. With your tracking software, you can see when most people exit the video. So if your button appears at minute 16, but you discover that a lot of people leave your video at minute 12, you can move the button and test it at minute 12. Say, oh, before people leave, I'll the button appear. So that way more people can click it and I might make more sales. And sometimes you'll make a lot more money by allowing all those people that got bored or about to leave to make a purchase. Sometimes they're leaving because they go, I just want to buy it, but I'm tired of watching this video. That's happened to me as a consumer many times. I get it. You don't have to keep selling me. Where's the button so I can buy it? What's the price? I want to buy it. And so when you move the button earlier, your sales grow up. But sometimes people are leaving because it's boring. They go, oh, this isn't for me. I don't need this. And when you move the button forward, your sales number actually go down because now the people who would have stayed and watched more of the video click the button earlier and they see the price before they're ready to buy and you lose the sale. All of these little tests are so cheap to run now. Split testing was really built and grown in advertising in the 50s and 60s. This is where they'd show two different similar commercials. So they would show two different ads in different magazines to see what people respond to more. They might show a family going on a vacation. In one picture, the family has one kid. In another picture, it's the parents and they have two sons. In another one, it's parents and they have a son and a daughter. And they see which ad gets the most responses. Even radio shows do it. Radio shows, they'll run an ad and they'll say, oh, visit our website and then enter this promo code. Promo codes are tracking links. Radio struggles to really track their ads effectively. This is why they have promo codes. And one of the ways they do a promo code is by tracking where they run the ad. So maybe on the morning zoo, they give you the promo code zoo. Then on the talk show after that, they have promo code talk, then promo code news. They wanna see which of the shows is giving them the best responses. In an advertising medium where you're jumping platforms, where you're going from radio to internet or television to internet or radio to TV, however you're doing it, when you're jumping between mediums, you have to add a manual process to improve your tracking. So every time they say, oh, you get the first month free or you get 10% off when you use our promo code, they're willing to pay that, they're willing to give you that discount to get the data they need for their split testing to find out when you heard the commercial and if it was effective. It's very hard to know if and when a radio spot was effective. It's hard to track it unless you're manually listening and manually looking at when each ad runs. The best way to really learn about split testing and my favorite type of television to watch is infomercials. I wish it was easier to watch infomercials on YouTube. I find it hard to find modern infomercials. I wish I could watch them all the time. Infomercials are very expensive. The more expensive something is, the more money they put into the split testing. There's this amazing TV show called Pitchmen. They only did two seasons because unfortunately Billy Mays died after season one. But it really follows how they choose products to make infomercials for and 
a bit of the science, making an infomercial. If you're lucky, you can make it for fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. That's really if you're lucky, and that's because filming is very expensive. Filming a music video, which is only going to end up being three minutes of content, can easily cost fifty to a hundred thousand dollars before you start adding in anything cool. That's just if you're filming a band recording a song on top of a building. As soon as you want to add in more elements, it gets more expensive, and that's because everyone in the music business and everyone in the film business is in a union. So when you're shooting a short video, every cameraman gets paid a specific amount based on their union numbers. Then every single person who's holding up lights or holding a fan or moving things into position or holding up a shade to prevent the light from being too bright, everything from grips, cameramen and in between, all of those people are on union contracts. And that means you have to pay them a certain amount. Doesn't matter if you're doing a small or big movie. The rules are the rules. Second of all, their breaks, the length of their lunch, and how many hours you can ask them to work are all very fixed. As soon as you go over eight hours of work, the union contract takes over. You don't get to decide how much people get paid for overtime when you're dealing with unions. The union does. Those unions are very strong and it can be very challenging. Now, yeah, you can try and do a non-union video, but you better believe they're at least going to be protesting outside and it's very hard to do that. It's very hard to kind of get involved in that. Very risky. I did a product once. We shot some exercise videos and it was very expensive and it was far less sophisticated than an infomercial. So with an infomercial, because they're spending so much money, they need it to be perfect. So they'll film several versions of each scene. They'll film several versions of the introduction, several versions of the price reveal, several versions of their demonstrations. And when they start to test the infomercial, they will test it in different markets. And they start off in the cheapest markets. The first night of an infomercial, they're not running it in Los Angeles, Miami, or New York. Those are the most expensive markets. Instead, they're testing it in small towns. They're testing it in the middle of nowhere Wyoming or the middle of nowhere Montana or even the middle of nowhere Tennessee where I'm from because it's cheaper. They start off spending less money on the ad while they're tweaking and perfecting their commercial. So maybe it costs them, and these are obviously not real numbers, maybe it costs them $100 a night to run their infomercial in Tennessee, but it's $500 a night to run it in New York. Of course they're going to test in the cheaper market. Once they get the infomercial perfect, that's when they'll start to do things. Now, if you've ever watched an infomercial and then called that phone number, that's when you learn what really happens. So every infomercial, it always ends in at $19.95. They keep it under $20 because they've discovered that's the best conversion number. At $29.95, the profits drop through the floor precipitously. It's very hard to have an effective infomercial at $29.95. So at $19.95, they get you to call. Once you're on the phone, they have a lot of data before you say one word. First of all, they know the area code you're calling from. So they know which market led to the phone call. Second of all, with infomercials, they know what time the infomercials are running. So they know if you're calling after watching the 10, the 11, or the 12 o'clock infomercial because they know what time it is. They then begin to talk to you and they're trying to do more than just take your order. In fact, their real job is upsells. Their real job is to talk you from spending $20 into spending $300. And every product in the world does this. This is very standard. This is the same thing we all do in internet marketing online products, right? Someone buys your $7 product. You go, hey, if you like that, you might just love this for $27. And they might love this for $97. And we run them through a sequence to see what they want to buy and to generate maximum value. And what you're really trying to do is make as much money per viewer as possible. Whereas they might have been making 
eight cents per viewer if they just sell them a twenty dollar product now they're making twenty five cents per viewer and they can afford to go into other markets and they'll test different elements they test the pricing and the pricing is pretty standard now because they've tested it so much in so many infomercials it's almost always 1995 but they'll test different versions of the product different free gifts you know sometimes they say oh we're gonna give you two knives instead of one that's not the only version of the free gift they tested they may have tested hey we're gonna give you this knife and this awesome chopping block and it turns out more people want the two knives than want the chopping block or maybe more people want the chopping block than the two knives and once they have a winner from a test that winner becomes the standard it becomes what's called in testing the control and the control becomes what you have to beat when you enter a new variation the final element of split testing I want to share with you is how it applies to copywriters talk about copywriting in the past I'm building a big course called the art of persuasion that's all about sales and copywriting when you're a copywriter and you get really good you can go to a company and say pay me a big percentage of whatever I make beyond the control this is how tier one copywriters make big money. So you can go to a company that's making a million dollars from their advertising campaign and go, hey, I want 25% of every dollar over a million I make you when I write a better ad. And a good copywriter can write an ad that's twice as effective. That million dollar company is now a two million dollar company and the copywriter who wrote that ad is making $250,000 a year. And you might be thinking, why would any company pay that much money for something? Remember, after paying this guy, the company is now making $1.75 million. That's a $750,000 increase in their profits. That's a 75% bump. Absolutely worth it. Any copywriter who only wants to get paid a percentage of growth is awesome. Now, some companies will try and pull a fast one where you make a deal, they grow you, and then you don't pay. But you better believe you're gonna end up in court and your reputation is gonna be destroyed. I've been down that path. That's why I always make sure I have good contracts in place because sometimes people decide afterwards, oh, you know what, what you did wasn't that important, even though I doubled how much money you make. But most companies are ethical, most companies are on the up and up, and when they make a deal with you when you have a contract as a great copywriter, they'll pay you a massive amount of money, and all you're doing is a split test. So they send 50% of the emails or the letters or the sales page they show to people is their control, and the other 50% is your version. And if your version outperforms theirs, you start to make really big money. Instead of getting paid a flat fee, you're just all in on a percentage, and you're only on a percentage of growth. This is why only really high level copywriters even get this opportunity. Because if your alternative fails, they're losing money. So not every company is willing to bet on you. But as a copywriter, understanding split testing is absolutely critical to your business because split testing is everything. Testing different versions, testing different structures. There are certain copywriters, that's all they do. You bring them in when you have a decent sales letter and you say, hey, can you make some variations for me? And that's what you pay for and there are different variations or how you build your business. If you're not split testing, you're leaving huge amounts of money on the table. Your business could be so much bigger than it is right now. And I have links below this episode to a couple of split testing tools that I think are pretty cool. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.